Welcome to Cancelled. Uh, first off, let me apologize for the down week. I uh, was unfortunately got some last minute road bookings. Uh, well, fortunately for me, unfortunately for the podcast. Uh, so I didn't have time to record one that week because we had to run out of town. Uh, but we're back, and I hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> fucking Kung Fu, The Next Generation, and Remo Williams, The Prophecy Begins, or whatever the fuck those nonsense shows were called. Uh, I had a fun time talking with those with, about, about those with Jay White Cotton. Uh, but now we're going to jump into... Fuck. I don't know how to describe the show. First off, Bob Kazravi's here. Say hi. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Bob? Awesome. I'm so glad to be here, Chris. Long time <laughs> listener. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you. Uh, how you been? What's going on with you? I've uh, been pretty good, man. Um, I got this album recording coming up. It's been pretty much the focus the last couple of months. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where are you doing it? About it. Uh, Cap City Comedy Club. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's awesome. Room. Stand up? Is it stand up records? Yeah, stand up Nice. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. And also anxious. We'll yeah, see how yeah, it turns yeah. out. Are you doing multiple shows or are you just recording one no that was the original plan was to do multiple shows but yeah. cap city's calendar's all over the place and right. so it's so hard to lock down dates yeah yeah that uh marjorie was like well we can try and put two together but i don't know if it'll happen yeah. right now it's just the one day fucking i kind of like that though yeah i mean it puts a lot it's a fucking pressure. ton of pressure for sure but then right. it's also like capturing a real show you oh, know yeah. what i mean yeah. i like that That's it's like my... how regan did the live special you know what i mean yeah, it's not man. quite live but at the same time like you're not a lot of editing to be done. Like that it is what it is. So good too. God, yeah, I mean, awesome. I'm not a Regan's level, so there's but, be some <laughs> who is really <laughs> like that's a fucking rarefied air up there. <laughs> that's true. Totally uh, true. Yeah, I just got back from opening all those Ralphie May dates, which was super fun. Also, uh, didn't you just do Oddball in Canada? No, what no, I went up to Winnipeg for a, a comedy festival a little while back, oh, but okay, that was right a, which was super fun. Um, but yeah, we, I, I hadn't done a ton of casino gigs before. I've done a couple, but not a whole ton. We did a few on this tour that uh-huh. were like bigger. Like we did Foxwoods and oh, Hard Rock and Biloxi. I hadn't been in like a, like a non like a casino in a long time. The shows were fun. The shows were fucking awesome, honestly. Yeah. But do you hang out in casinos much? Uh, not person like i have for shows yeah so yeah but just them. not going yeah not on my own because i i'm i'm i have that bug where oh yeah you know i'll spend every penny i have <laughs> i can't I don't yeah I, I have a little bit of that like i I, uh-huh. I will definitely spend more than i should yeah but i'll i'll at one point be like all right what the fuck are you doing and i'll fucking walk <laughs> away uh but like i won't be like down to my last you know what i mean yeah, yeah, right. uh-huh it's the they're a fucking weird energy in those places like um, I feel like, especially I feel like as a comic, you sense it because we spend so much time trying to read an audience. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, get yeah. That yeah. same vibe. It's like a, it's like a, a, a joyful desperation. Like everyone's. <laughs> That's exactly so... it. Super fun, but on absolute edge yeah. at every moment. Like <laughs> yeah. anything could co- easily go. And you see both sides. I did a bit. I was like fucking around on stage about it, but it's like. If you look to your left, a dude just hit a hard eight and he's buying shots. And then if you look to your right, an 80-year-old Chinese woman calls you a faggot because you split sixes. It's the fucking weirdest like dichotomy of experiences at any moment. Uh, Coincidentally, I've had more of that second experience. Sure, of course, because I don't actually. That's the thing. I'm a, like, I like gambling. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm so like, I just make apparently the wrong call a lot. <laughs> Even if it were like, here's what pisses me off. I won. But now you're mad because I fucking was supposed to not hit, but I hit. Yeah, you Go stole. fuck yourself. I was supposed to win. This is gambling. The, like, you stole their card and they're yeah. furious. They're fuck off at you with like, you. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, casinos are, are interesting. Uh, let's get into this fucking show. Yeah, so, let's do it, man. It's 2001. X-Files is 
wildly popular. Now, were you an X Files fan at the time? Uh, yes, yes, okay. and no. Like I wasn't, a, I wasn't a fanatic, but yeah. I loved the show, so okay. I would catch random episodes whenever I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a huge, huge X Files fan. My goal Watched. is to go back and watch all the episodes. Oh, you hundred percent should. There's, it's, and it's easy to do, and you should do it while uh, listening to Camille uh, and Johnny's X Files podcast. Pod- yeah, because it's okay. fucking awesome. Uh, but that being said. I love the X Files. I was a huge, huge fan. Um, like, kind of seminal sci-fi TV for me in the sense of like, I wasn't a Star Trek person so much. Yeah. I watched it a little bit, but I wasn't like a Trekkie. You know what I mean? But like, this was my fucking bag. Uh, and these characters. So we're doing a lone gunman, as you know by now. And these characters were like, they were awesome. They were the, they were just like a, they were reoccurring characters. They weren't on all the time, but when they they show up once a season, twice a season, or whatever, yeah, and they'd be great, and they'd be like, "Oh, the fucking Lone Gunman, this is awesome!" And the second they announced that they were doing a a, a spinoff, I was like, "This is not a good idea." Like, <laughs> I love these characters, but I do not know how they're going to sustain this show a whole like a season worth of television let alone so, like three you know what i mean oh my god so i'm really glad that this part uh, to learn this about you because right. uh i don't remember these characters we talked about this before i don't yeah. remember these characters right even though i did watch the x-files i you don't just, yeah yeah them. and you didn't watch like religious yeah I didn't you just kind of watch when it happened yeah so i was reading up on how popular these characters were sure. and i can we sort of get into this immediately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, watched, I watched the first five. I'm super glad to have done this show. Okay. We talked about doing other shows together. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't watched the show before. And so it gave me like a whole interesting new perspective. I feel like if the people listen to your podcast the way I do, they're going to mm-hmm. listen to the uh, series that they're fans of already. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I, feel, I hope people listen to this one because this is the perfect example of how a spinoff can go horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> it is so fun in the wrong way. In the very wrong ways. And like, I... There's... What was fun about them on The X-Files was that they provided this real tonal shift to the show. The X-Files, while having its humorous moments and humorous episodes and whatnot, yeah. is, a, is a fairly serious show. You know, he's a, like, a Mulder's kind of a wise-ass or whatever, but it's, at its core, a fairly serious show. Yeah, for the most part, he's very melancholic. Yeah. He, he's haunted by something. Exactly. And, it, and that bleeds through every episode. Right. This, these guys would show up and provide these episodes, like, these episodes of, lev- of a little bit of levity. Yeah. Uh, but fucking Jesus, this show... <laughs> uh, and we can kind of bounce oh, around. God. We can. T- I mean, we'll, we'll try to stay episode centric, but we can bounce between the first two if we need to. And I think here's a prime example. Whereas, like the first episode, the pilot, I honestly think is a pretty solid pilot. Uh, there is a, a. I'm not going to say what it is yet. We'll get to it when we get to it. But fucking Jesus, is there a yeah. <laughs> an event in oh, this man. episode? Uh, but I think as a pilot, I think it works fairly well. I think they establish the characters pretty decently for, like, if you hadn't watched the X-Files, you get who they are. Um, episode two is the goofiest <laughs> pile of horse shit I have ever... Oh like, it doesn't God. make any... Like, it opens with that weird kung fu yeah. sequence. So let, let's back yeah. up for a second Next, back yeah, for, for, sure, for sure, for sure. Because I want to talk about that we'll kung fu We'll get into it. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Back up the uh, one. Back up the one. I feel like something happened in that that is just reveals something about the writers. And uh, so for me, like, this, this show was... For the minute... I'm, I'm telling you, maybe five, six minutes in... I sincerely was like, well, no wonder this got canceled. Like, immediately. <laughs> and I get, I feel like if see, I had that, see, I had a very opposite reaction. I mean, go ahead. Did you really like the? Okay, so I like the pilot in a in like a in a goofy like knowing the characters that they're yeah. kind of silly. 
the opening of the first episode, which is them trying to break into this computer company to to uh, to steal a microchip that is sending people's personal information to corporations or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. This okay. is where I feel like, so let me explain. Sure. I like the X-Files. Right. This show is my bag. Like, the premise for this show, yeah, yeah. this should be my favorite show. Meaning... I, I You're love a conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories. Oh, okay. I, I love it. I, I live for that sort of stuff. Do you and believe I, it? Because I have no, a thing I mean, like, where, like, I'm I like it's my bag too. I love conspiracy theory stuff yeah. and fiction. I don't believe ninety nine percent of it. Well, yeah, in, like I, real I life. I don't believe it in that way that I walk around going, ah, oh, they're watching me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a part of me that's like, well, that could be happening. Right <laughs> now. It makes life more fun for me. Sure, I'm. I'm so, like, that's exactly it for me. It's. More, more, I've always said the same thing about Bigfoot or JFK <laughs> yeah. or any of that shit. It's a more fun world. If fucking Bigfoot's around, right? Oh, like, absolutely. I don't. I do I think there's a Bigfoot? Probably not. But like, yeah. Why the fuck not let it be around why, in the background? Yeah. Why ruin that magic for people to genuinely believe in it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, going yeah. to. I'm going to enjoy sure. them. And that's why, like, I love when I, when I looked up the premise, I was like, I'm going to love this show. Yeah. And then I turned it on, and from the beginning, because I didn't have any background with these characters, sure. I felt that there was something wrong. Like the tone was off. Okay, that makes sense. Right? And because it is- like. And because so, okay, so it, it opens with them uh, people being escorted on a red carpet into right. a into a dot com like yeah, a company, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, an electronics development company, right? And then the lady is introducing this crowd of essentially investors, I guess, right. uh, but there are varying ages, like wildly disproportionate ages. Where <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, some of these people don't belong here, right? And she's giving them, a, she's introducing the company, and then of course. Uh, uh, Langley interrupts yeah. the blonde guy. Right. He interrupts her and he's just yelling random stuff at her. Right. Where he's like a set challenger, like, we're we're here to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it he's cuts just heckling. Him, yeah, yeah. Heckling her. It cuts to him in the middle of the crowd and she's like, Sir, maybe you're in the wrong tour. And he's like, Wrong tour. Why don't you tell us about that Optium 4 chip you guys are producing? Yeah. Meanwhile, it's just hovering on the screen behind her. He's not revealing <laughs> like, any information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% true. I was like, okay, this is just silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's uh, the other two characters, uh, Frodo Byers and, and Byers, uh, yeah, who yeah. are running around on the roof doing a Mission Impossible thing. By the way, this is. That is one of one of many moments of how dated this show yeah. kind of feels. <laughs> is that this was stuck in the time where they had it was like, are you making an action kind of spy thing, thriller thing? Someone is going to have to rappel down from a ceiling <laughs> right. over a desk oh, and God, steal something. So <laughs> like, and it and they do it immediately. It's four minutes into the episode before <laughs> yeah. it happens. Like, and uh, I like I'm conflicted because uh, I'm trying to put the the show in the time frame it was created. So sure. I I'm like, all right, well. This hadn't been overdone when they did it. <laughs> yeah, right? So right. This is probably actually kind of entertaining and funny. Sure. And it's a chubby old guy who's like the action hero, which I love. Let's, I think that's really cute. Let's also talk about this right now. And I literally I wrote the note down here. Um, I'm saying it, and I'll stand by it for the rest of the show. Not remembering. I've seen the I've seen the show before. I don't yeah. remember. I like I was telling you. I remember broad strokes. Uh, Frohickey is the best, and he will continue <laughs> to be the best. All the way through this fucking show. I goddamn love Fro Hickey. Uh, and I think he might be the only good actor on this whole fucking program. Yeah, Like, kinda. Byers has his moments, but he's also very stilted. There's a thing in the show where the acting tonally is weird, where I can't tell if it's just bad or they're trying to play camp really hard. Yeah. So, like, when they meet the government guy at the dad's funeral, which we'll get to in a second... He is so stilted and weird in his delivery that I'm like, 
he can't. They couldn't have hired someone that bad to be on the show. That has to be purposeful. Yeah, but to, to what end? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And uh, so this is my issue with these uh, with this show is that like these characters. I mean, I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. These characters, if you look at them individually, they're conspiracy theorists, sure. and they're out. Their goal, and they state it within like this first episode, is right. to. Um, actually, it's in the beginning of the second episode. It's uh, truth, justice, and the American way. Right. Uh, two of them are. Are exceptional hackers, Froicky and Langley. Sure. And then the other dude is a is a is a bureaucrat. They're very obviously caricatures that fit in the X Files world. And then they didn't bother to well round them at all when they did a spin up. I will also say this about the thing. I feel like they're all hackers on some level. Oh, on some level. Um, yeah, but maybe. like, so what I don't like about the characters, particularly in this art, in this thing, is that. I feel like they gave Frohicky more, like, and they they are those characters somewhat. Like their roles are what they are on the X Files. Byers is clearly the leader. Uh, Frohicky is sort of the muscle, which is a funny gag. But then Langley's just a hacker. Yeah. But they're all hackers, so he doesn't have anything yeah. special about him. He's just kind of annoying. He's yeah, he's a goofy, weird dude who's angry half the time. He is yeah, for sure. Um, so they do, but what I like about this as a pilot is like, one, it jumps right into it. There's no fucking fucking around finding origins. It, they, he, they like, you're either an X Files fan and you know these characters, or we're going to do our best to set up who these characters are quickly, which I, I think they do a decent enough job. Um, they set up the nemesis right away, who's their like friendly nemesis, uh, Eve Harlow, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, her name? Eve Della Harlow, or whatever. <laughs> which, spoiler alert, turns out to be an anagram for Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, um, good. But they show her, and that gag, we're like, so they're they're hacking, they're stealing this chip so they can expose this whatever. She sneaks in underneath them and steals the chip out from underneath them, dressed as a man in this beard. Were we supposed to think for one? <laughs> Split moment that that wasn't a woman in a beard. Can I like, say something? Yeah. I was watching this with a friend, and uh, she honestly was like, "Why is that man kissing that?" <laughs> Shut up! And to be fair, we were drunk. Oh, okay. I really well, was maybe like, you really think that's a man? There, right now? there is <laughs> like, no way. He's like this small framed person because she's like built like a woman, but with like giant shoulder pads and that stupid sports coat that she's oh, wearing. God, and it's like the worst spirit gum beard. <laughs> yeah. So just bad. I honestly was like, "All right, what is this lady?" But then she comes out of the bathroom and she's super sexy, and I'm like, "What? Why? What? What? I don't understand. Yeah. What is the point of that? Because now you've got these three nerdy dudes, and then the super hot counterpart character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you supposed to relate to in the show? I really don't <laughs> well, know. Well, one the nerds, and <laughs> let's be honest, Bob. Who are we supposed to relate to? The super hot spy but, but or so, the nerds? But the nerds are so like they're so. They're so, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? They're so typecast. They're yeah, yeah, so, so stereotypical. Very, yeah, 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 stereotypical yeah, yeah. that you can't, I mean, I'm uh, a nerd, and I had a hard time being like, well, who am I supposed to like? Because I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do very much, though, enjoy the fact that there is some pretty serious sexual tension going on between Frohickey Fro- and the yeah. soup and, and <laughs> yeah. Eve Harlow. I'm enjoying that immensely. I do. I thought it was really funny. I love that he's a lead character. That's one of the aspects of the show that I thought was really clever is that, like, uh, progressive in a way because it's not ageist. Like the oldest yeah. dude in the show is the action hero. Yeah, he's the muscle for sure. Yeah, the whole and he's time. also sort of technically the sex interest. It's like a funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where immediately I was like, all right, well, I like this. This is funny. This is an entertaining thing. Uh, so they sneak in. They, so she sneaks in. And she steals the chip from underneath them. Right. And then it's a very weird cut to like immediately the funeral. 
Like, there's like a little. They go back to the lab. I think they go back to the lab for a second, but then they're just. Yeah. I didn't even see like if he get a phone call or anything. They're just <laughs> at his father's funeral. I might have missed the phone there call. Is, there is, he, he gets a phone call. Oh, okay. Because uh, I just watched this, so I think my memory is a little bit better than yours. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched this last week, so uh-huh. I feel like um, I. I mean, I, I watched it 45 minutes ago, but I was oh, a little I? distracted. <laughs> I, uh, I what was I going to tell you? Oh, so can, can we talk about something else that happens in this yeah, first episode that sure. I feel like is throughout the entire series and uh, it never gets answered? Yeah. These guys just committed corporate theft. And then they just walk out like nothing happens to them. Well, no, they get punished with a full body, a full cavity search. Oh, wait, that was That's the literally that the was gag. The they get, like, she steals the chip. They're caught red-handed. He's hanging from the stealing over the missing chip. And the security's like, where's the chip? And he's like, Arr. And they go, full cavity searches. <laughs> and then that's the end. Like, <laughs> they, they would at least go. get breaking and entering charges. Like, if right. they, they absolutely don't have the chip. But, like, something happens to those people. Yeah, for sure. There seems to be a fair amount, even in the second episode. Yeah, the like, second episode starts with them kidnapping a dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And physically and threatening to cut his him. fucking finger off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. Um, at the dad's funeral, we meet a government agent who, it doesn't matter what his name is, uh, tells buyers, like, oh, I don't think, like, the father's supposed to die in a car accident and tells buyers, I don't think he, he was yeah, really was an, accident. an accident. Let's go talk. Um, he gets the oh, I think your father was murdered you should look into it blah 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 there's a, a speech that Byers gives that I actually kind of enjoy where like they're like he's like going at like he's trying to explain his motivation for why he's digging so deep into the like he, he hadn't spoken to his father in like 15 years or whatever uh and he's and he's like you know I remember my dad talking to me about JFK and Camelot and the government that was as good at his people and that being the dream and someone needs to defend those ideals and he does a really good job of like delivering that speech but then you look at like the newspaper they're actually making and it's the <laughs> most like 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 that it's argument so if he was like a real government watchdog or even like a conspiracy theorist that's exposing like some real shit which I mean obviously in the show it is real but like the rest of it is like in the second episode, they're like, let's put a fucking bikini broad on to raise our <laughs> circulation. Uh, it's very obvious that this was before they realized that the internet couldn't make individuals money. That's, right? where, that's another thing. They're... It's 2001. I promise you I was on the internet then. I was Message reading... boards and shit. Yeah. I was reading like X-Files fucking message boards. Exactly. I was reading The Onion at this point online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah, already yeah. doing the sustainable I, online model. They keep talking about like we only have 2,000 subscribers. We got to get the word to a massive whatever. You have the goddamn internet, lone <laughs> gunman. What? I, I just – you're – you're hackers. You should be balls deep in the internet. Like, oh my god, this is my biggest problem with this show is that it's like these guys are conspiracy theorists and they just hack into the Department of Defense. First episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, well, then what conspiracies are left? What do you think they keep their secrets? Yeah. Where else they keep? It's right there. Also, let's talk about their hacking for a second. I understand that it's hard to portray hacking. In a in, in like in a visually interesting way because it's just typing and, and words on a screen, but they do a thing on this show where they make it like they really highlight when they've found something. So like they're hacking, 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 and then it's like, wait a minute, what is this? And it's literally like a file named like uh, terroristplot.txt, <laughs> and it's like really they wouldn't just have a string of numbers or some such shit there's like and they do that a couple times in this episode and then in the next episode or or later in this episode 
uh, when they're hacking the what I, I will I don't want we'll to we'll get to that. <laughs> Holy fuck! Uh, it's like a bunch of text and then one thing that's just bright orange, and that's the <laughs> the thing that's supposed to be sneaking in. And it's like, why would you make it bright orange, Ted? If it's the thing you're trying to hide, it's you would so just make it the same, or maybe black text so it wouldn't show up on the screen. I don't know something, but like uh, apparently the government's very inept in its efforts to be <laughs> full of conspiracies. Uh, there are, you know, and like I feel like I'm shitting on this episode. I liked the first episode a lot, honestly. I would, um, I, I mean, like the second time I watched it, I dug it because at this point I was like, all right, these guys are so silly, and yeah, I get yeah. that this you get to figure out what they're doing. Now. Yeah, yeah. But like, there were moments of legit, like where the writing was kind of like I didn't see the twist coming. Like, so they go to the father's. So basically, the father dies in this one car accident that the car just sort of veered off the road and smashed into a yeah pylon or whatever, uh, and. They go like they go to the father's like house to investigate, <laughs> and this I, I thought was dumb. Uh, Frohicki just sort of falls out of nowhere, yeah, slips he comically, just slips com- like com- like, whoa, like banana carpet. peel slips, yeah, because the carpet was wet. That's not what wet carpet. You would just no. like, and it's like I get that's a big visual gag, but they, he could have just like m- like stepped and seen water or like re- like saw that it was shine like darker yeah. in a patch. It was like a white rug, so like just see that the patch is darker. And, oh, it's wet. And then they do the luminol and see his blood. You don't slip on a banana peel on wet <laughs> carpet. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but that did lead to two things that I like. One, they they find all this blood and they're like, oh, well, the father was murdered here and then put in the car to make it look like an accident. Um, and then it's a reveal that it wasn't the father's blood. I didn't see that reveal coming and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then when they tell the story, the assassin <laughs> fall, slipping and shooting himself <laughs> had made me laugh really. So, like, the, there's an, like the father's like eating popcorn at the watching TV or whatever. And the, there's like this assassin walks in behind him and slips exactly the same way Frohicki slips, except he shoots himself in the fucking head when he does it. I, I laughed out loud. I flat out laughed out loud. It really Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I laughed at that scene, too. I yeah, was yeah. like, that's actually... I mean, still ridiculous because it's just wet carpet. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but funny. at least it pays off the first dumb yeah. moment. It, it, it worked for me, for sure. Um, I was going to say that that's one of the scenes that I really enjoyed. Uh, and I don't know if they did this intentionally or not, but I love the idea that they didn't know at the point where they're pre- predicting why the father or what had happened to sure. him. And I, we've we've skipped. I'm sorry, we've skipped. No, we time, we, so. we skip around on this show. So just we get to it. And we can go back and forth. Don't matter. Oh, okay, good. Okay, cool. Um, so my favorite. The, this is one of the things that I again. I don't know if they did this intentionally, but I love that this is how it played out. They're theorizing what happened to the dad, right? Right. And they're telling the story of the fact that this assassin came in, slipped on the carpet, shot himself. It's comical. Right. Um, they don't know why the assassin came to get his dad. So the fact that the dad is sitting on the couch just like giggling <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is so perfect. I really enjoy it because the dad's so just just there. Like he's not doing super secret spy <laughs> shit. He's just like watching Bonanza on the couch. Yeah. yeah. As, as like a, as an audience member, we're like, well, obviously there was a reason for him to be terrified. He right. wouldn't just be hanging out. He knows some sort of crazy conspiracy. <laughs> right, right. But they don't know that there's a conspiracy yet. So in their heads, yeah, he'd just be sitting on the couch <laughs> yeah. watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, so they unveil like they do some hacking. Like they they go to the junkyard to get his car. There's a lot of slipping and falling in this show. Oh, so can I say this is a scene that I think Frohicki, the guy who plays him, yeah, is yeah. an excellent actor. Tremendous. So they they go to the junkyard to find his dad's car before it gets uh, crushed. Uh, crushed. Yeah. So they can see if there's any evidence left. And then they see a guy crushing a car, and they go running. 
Right. right? And then Frohickey slips in mud, <laughs> yeah, face yeah. plants, hardcore. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, I don't think that was a part of the script. I think he actually <laughs> just... Like, hey, it does yeah. seem real. It seems so real. Yeah. So I watched... I've seen that scene like twice or three times now. Yeah. Because yeah. I kept going and going, what, was he supposed to slip? Right. And he just... If he was supposed to slip, he nails it perfectly. It's a hard fall. It's the a fucking thing. fall, yeah. And if he wasn't supposed to slip, he gets up and continues the scene so well <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you're like, this is legit. This is really, he just slipped, and then he just rolled with it, and he's covered in mud half his face. It's just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It That's was good. When, that recovery from that, because I don't think it was intentional. I think he really just slipped on accident. <laughs> and they're like, well, it's a comedy show. Let's yeah. leave it in there. Fair enough. And then I feel like maybe they thought it worked. And now they're adding more slips because the second episode is all falling. It's all people falling or getting tackled <laughs> or whatever or running into shit. There's a spoiler alert in the second episode. There's a lot of blind people. We'll get oh, to God. it. Um, so they go to they go to the junkyard. They find the car. They pull out this uh, computer chip out of the wreckage of the car. The car's already been crushed. They go through it. They pull out this computer chip. Uh, Meanwhile, Langley has been talking to uh, a guy whose character I had to look up. His name Kimmy the Geek. Uh, Was he? Is he in any more episodes? Uh, apparently, he's in a few. Okay. Uh, and apparently, from what I noticed, he's in a couple of X Files episodes. I'm assuming. Well, he looks familiar. To me. I know him uh, from the movie The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Uh, okay. The ghost mo- the, where he can talk to ghosts. He sees ghosts. It's a Peter Jackson movie. I don't think I've seen um, that. Oh, it's a great movie. You should see The Frighteners. It's uh, Jeffrey Combs, G. McBride, Michael J. Fox. It's fucking really good. Uh, but he's one of the like ghost assistants of fucking Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Basically, the premise of that movie is that Michael J. Fox has these ghosts that he uses to haunt people's houses. And then he goes and like, I'm a ghostbuster. I'll get rid of the ghosts for you. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and then there's real ghosts that show up and becomes a thing. It's uh, it's Peter Jackson pre Lord of the Rings post like uh, Meet when the Feebles. Prove himself. It's like his first American movie. It's fucking okay. good though. I like it a lot. Um, they go there to this fucking like digital gun range <laughs> where people are shooting real real guns, guns at digital screens. There's fire coming out of the front of these guns. It's Shells ridiculous. are being ejected. It makes no sense. Oh, man. Uh, at which point, Eve De La Harlow, or whatever her name is, is fucking there just firing two Uzis. <laughs> Full auto, two Uzis. Just like, like that's a sexy Wearing fucking looks- look. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's like a James Bond villain. Yeah, she's dressed just- in like a wetsuit. It's yeah. just like a weird outfit. <laughs> Uh, and she's just firing away. She's not and aiming is, at targets. She's just emptying clips downrange. Oh Super aggressive. I, I, God, I'm trying to remember what Langley's line is. He says something ridiculous, like a hubba dubba dubba, something yeah, crazy. Something terrible. <laughs> really yeah, yeah. awful. There's also a terrible line where uh, Kimmy the Geek uh, is like kind of giving oh him shit God. about the conspiracy theory stuff. And he's like, you're always exposing the conspiracy theories like who shot JR? And Langley's <laughs> like, JFK. He's like, whatever. Really, dude? You're like a smart guy and not a child. Oh, I feel like you'd know JFK. Like, the, you're not going to confuse that with fucking Dallas. I, I don't think I... That, and then the line, like, just a minute after that, where they go and... Convi- com- you remember this? They, they, con- they confront, confront Eve, her. Yeah. And then she's like... She tells him, yeah, I've got the chip. What are you going to do about it, essentially? And then, and then Jimmy the Geek is just like, come on, let's go do some real hacking. And yeah. just- <laughs> okay, let's talk about this for a second. There's a fair amount of, like, that, of, like, hacker, like, they're trying to be, like, 
I don't know what, but they're they're using the word hack a lot. Uh, there's an ep- there's a moment in the next episode where they're talking about some famous hacker who uh, hijacked a jumbotron in Times Square and put Tiger Woods as God on it because he's a huge golf fan. Uh, and then fucking Froggy's like classic hack, and they high five. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, dude, I can't. I mean, maybe hackers talk like that. I'm, so I'm not a hacker. Maybe that's how they are, but I can't imagine they're just like oh, man. cowabunga hack and got, then high five each other. I got the impression that they hired someone who, like, for whoever they got to be their, um, their, I guess their the authority, the consultant on this is. Uh, is a guy who hadn't been in part of like the computer world for at least twenty years, maybe. <laughs> maybe in the eighties when it was when they were cyberpunks and they were like classic hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, it's legit terminology. This is how we talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the prodigy boards, this <laughs> yeah. is how we used to talk to each other. Um, so they uh, they find the, the microchip. They realize that the microchip has an antenna, like an antenna for getting online connected to it, like built into the chip. Uh, through a series of hacks or whatever, uh, they determine that. Well, first they find this thing called like, like uh, was it? I fucking wrote it down here. They find two. They find one that's like, uh, like airline terrorism dot text is one of oh, the that files. Was so funny. And then one of them is like, uh, like Project D twelve or something like that. Um, scenario, scenario D twelve, and. Uh, they're like, okay, there's some more, they, the father stumbled on some sort of terrorism war game, but why would that have him killed? They go to the – there's a moment here that I very like. The father shows up. After he after Byers has told the government agent all the stuff they found, uh, the father shows up again and slaps the shit out of Byers <laughs> immediately, which I enjoyed. Because he's like, Dad, and he's going to hug him. And he just slaps the shit out of him. Um, oh, man, that was sweet. And the dad's like like – What's wrong with you? And and to this, and I I agree with this. These guys for being like cons- paranoid conspiracy theory hackers are pretty naive. They're like this guy comes to them and they're like, oh sure, I'll tell you everything we know. Yeah. Like that was he's, my- he's in the government. He's the guy <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to be against. Uh, it was that such kind of- a ridiculous moment where they're just like, oh, we're just going to tell you everything now. And yeah, he's yeah. like, your dad's still alive, huh? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. And he just leaves. <laughs> yeah. It's not even weird. Um. But the dad, like, there's a moment from the dad that I found kind of genuine in in the midst of all this silliness where uh, um, he says, think- like, the he's, like, he's explaining to him that basically there's a, there's a, uh, uh, we're trying this war game where somebody hijacked an airliner, crashed it in the middle of New York City. Since the Cold War is over, this would give us, like, arms dealers and, like, ways to make money because we, like, some tin pot fucking dictator would claim credit for it. Yeah. Uh, and this leads into the end of this episode, which we, we can, can just get into it. We yeah. can just get into it. So uh, he says, like, so he's like, but it's not a war game. It's real. And he's like, some terrorist. So he's like, so, and it sounds like, so what if some terrorist is going to do this? We'll just stop them. He's like, it depends on who the terrorist is. And he's like, you mean to tell me our government is doing this? And he's like, there you go again. He's like, not always ready to blame our government. It's just a small faction of our government. And I felt kind of genuine in that moment where this guy who's like, a lifelong bureaucrat, bureaucrat government guy would, in the middle of a real, a real conspiracy where people are trying to kill him, and uh, uh, 
would still stand up for the American government as a concept. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I agree with you. That was probably my favorite part of this episode. Like, yeah. that was probably my, the most genuine moment for me. And I right. was telling uh, my friend about that. I was like, you... Because I, I was explaining at the end of the episode, which is essentially, like, what happens at the end of the episode is... Was September the attack? On okay, so here we go. Yeah. So they just, turns out that it this. turns out that the chip that they found in the car was used to remote control the car. So they he like they put a guy in the car and then they can take over the car and crash it into whatever. So they are going to do the same with a jetliner. They've taken they put a chip on one of these chips on there and some they've taken over the control and they are going to crash it into the fucking World Trade Center. Uh, this aired, episode aired by the way March two thousand. 2001. Yeah, it's like, exactly, so like something like six, six months. months before September 11th. Uh, and they wrote it uh, the summer before. Right. So it's like a year ago that they wrote this episode. So when I was watching this, I was like, holy yeah. shit. And there's like flat out visuals of like you see through the cockpit as it's f- approaching the fucking World Trade yeah. Center. It is. It's like you're watching, what was that, Flight 7? Yeah, 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 whatever, yeah, whatever the, was. Yeah, 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 for sure. The, the, Except the 9-11 movie. They, the ending is uh, heroic and safe. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no one yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is, and I don't think it would have had the same effect at the time, because obviously 9-11 hadn't happened. But watching it now in hindsight fucking grinds this episode yeah. to a goddamn halt. Oh, because it's like, oh, I'm enjoying this fun. And oh, it's getting a little exciting. There's some real stakes. They're going to crash this plane. And then, motherfuck. And it's just the visual of this plane approaching the fucking World Trade Center. Everything. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so, weird. Agreed. Like, I was at home. This is a, this such a weird moment. A complete, like, 100%. I'm at home watching this and writing and, like, just hanging out and wandering around. And then from that point forward, I was just like, I, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. What am I fucking watching? It's this crazy. Is it's crazy. And there's no way to separate those visuals from the day of September 11th are so ingrained in us as a yeah. people now that, like, you, it's impossible to watch this now without that context. Like, you have, you just can't. So I don't know how, and like, you can't. It's gonna. I, I can't even describe. You really just have to watch to really get the impact. But then also the fact that they. I feel like you, wouldn't you steer right or left? It's a weird moment <laughs> where they. They're, so I they're, should not be laughing, but I thought the same fucking right? thing. Right. So 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 the plane's flying. The father. Another very pre nine eleven moment. The father just rushes into the cockpit. Nobody shoots him. There's not a lock on the door. He just, just get he on just o- he just opens the door. Yeah, they get. Yeah, I don't think they have fucking tickets. Nothing. They just walk on. That's <laughs> very true. So they they think there's a bomb on the plane at first before they realize what this chip can do, and that so they sneak on looking for a bomb. It turns out it's not a bomb. They're going to crash into a building. Uh huh. The father rushes the cockpit, makes like. There's a moment where he's like, "Look, I work for the government. Somebody is taking over this plane." He's like, "Look, sir, you can't be in here. You need to leave." And he's like, "Turn off your autopilot. You'll see what I'm talking about." They're like, "Sir, we can contact your superiors." And he just reaches over and slaps buttons. <laughs> Apparently, he knows how to turn off the fucking autopilot on a uh, fucking commercial jetliner. Oh, it's such a funny scene. <laughs> he to just snap. That's it. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, the plane's in flight. Maybe stop hitting <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Uh, what if you were wrong, yeah, sir? For sure. Uh, although I feel like it would be very weird if they just had a switch that turned off the, the whole plane, plane. It just like starts just flop. <laughs> like I feel like there'd have to be a couple just to, like turn key simultaneously or something to do that. Uh, but they, so he turns off the autopilot and they try to go. Oh, fuck, he's right. We can't turn. We can't whatever. Meanwhile, they're trying to the Frohickey and Langley are trying to hack 
the plane to get it, the control back. They can't do it. Frohiggy's like, I got it. He runs to Eve, who's still at the gun range, still, still firing there. those Uzis. <laughs> it's been a couple of days. May I add, oh, man, she, she hasn't changed her clothes. She has a lot of emotional anger to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's in the same weird black outfit. <laughs> she's got two Uzis in her hand and just fucking letting lead fly. Uh, and he tells her, like, uh, you know, I need to chip because they're going to use the power of the chip and it's like like uh, broadcasting ability to take the plane back over. She doesn't want to do it. And he's like, you're going to, you know, all these people are going to die. But eventually they Get the chip. They hack into the plane. Right at the last moment, the plane, the pilots get control of the plane back. And in, this is where we started. Instead of going right or left to avoid the tower, they go up. Yes, yeah, steep it's, climb. It's steep climb in a, in a, along the side of this building. I was like, that seems dangerous, man. Like I feel like, <laughs> like if a train is oh, coming, God. you don't try to out, you don't try to jump over it. You dive <laughs> to the left or the right. You know what I'm saying? It just seemed like a weird move. I don't even think I don't think jets can do that. I don't think they. No, can I feel like they would. Like they that. would. The engines would cut out or whatever, right? Um, they uh, they save the day, but nobody's in trouble. Yeah, that's like the end of it's the weird. The plane, like they get the they get the whatever back. The plane leaves. The plane, like the plane lands or whatever. Um, nobody in the government is held accountable. Uh, they still have this technology so they can just do it again. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I don't understand. They don't cripple them. They put out, they don't even put out the story. They put out the story about the Optimum 4 chip being able to broadcast your information because Frohickey steals the chip last second yeah. from back from Eve, uh, which was a nice touch. I actually enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, particularly because he was like, once you get a taste of Frohickey, you can't. You can't ever resist or whatever. <laughs> and they all look at him. He's like, all right, I stole and I ran away. <laughs> like, I enjoyed that very much. But it's a, but again, it's weird where this show, it's like, there's no, there's no conclusion. Like, they got away. They're safe. The government's still out there. The dad, I'm assuming, is still a target for assassination. Uh, the people in control still have these chips. It's not like it, they have the only chip or whatever. Yeah. You, can, we, can we talk about the fact that this is the same thing as the second episode? Where? Where the villains didn't know. Nothing, nothing happens. happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the well, We're going to get like, into the second episode here in a second. But, God, it's uh, but just, yeah, uh, yeah, agreed, just though. They the get first, away. Is, it always seems like, the, at least in these first two episodes, the, the end is them getting away. But not like, be, I mean, a little more in the second episode. Um, but that being said, again, I like this first episode probably more than you did. Uh it is fucking weird that it predicted 9-11. Oh, uh, there's a, so, it's so There's actually, like, a few of those things in the world yeah. that actually that happened. Like, Well, so this is something I want to talk to you about because, like, we have a rough – both of us have written for stuff. And sure. the, immediately when I was watching this episode, what occurred to me first was, like, all right, if I was on the writing staff for this and they were like, yeah. we're going to write – it's a conspiracy show. First thing I do is go online and look up conspiracies. Right. For and sure. then I would go – I would start ranking them based upon what, what seems like <laughs> – the greatest priority. Like, what's right. a really emotionally involved thing? And yeah. that would be the one I put in the pilot. Sure. Which tells me that I, at some point, one of these writers came across something somewhere 
Right. Someone had posted about this. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was like, because this was also in Escape from New York. Sure. Where Kurt Russell flies a plane into the Twin Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, gets yeah. out and goes down the stairs. Right, right, right. So right, right. Maybe, maybe they it was just, just like, that. Maybe we're big was? John Carpenter fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then emotionally escalated. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what if this was a thing where there was some dude. Well, I mean, didn't they get a thing? I don't know when. There's that report about bin Laden determined to attack in the United States and he was going to use planes or whatever as weapons. I feel like that report didn't come out until well later. Yeah, I don't feel afterwards. Like, but yeah, I don't. I have no idea. It's, but again, all right. So, so there's another example. There's a band called The Coup, uh, communist hip hop band. I've been a huge fan of forever. They have an album called uh, Party Music. That the initial album cover that came out on September, it came out Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. Was the two of them blowing up the World Trade Center? What the fuck? Uh, they're literally—they have like a conductor's wand that yeah. they're using as a detonator, and it's literally them and behind them is the World Trade Center exploding. And it was released that morning, uh, which obviously means it was made, you know, six months prior or whatever yeah. year prior. Um, there's a couple of things in the world where like 9/11 came up before 9/11, and I don't know if that's like some sort of like collective unconscious. The shit's in the ether and the ideas we are sort of kind floating of around. It. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, but that it's makes fucking, sense. It's fucking weird, man. Like, And I don't think the coup or the writers of the X-Files <laughs> are in any way in league with the terrorists or anything. No, my, I but it's just a – coincidence is fucking weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think it's one of those things where just somebody was like, well, you know, there, there's uh, – this is my theory yeah, yeah. is that this report was out. Well, sure. we found out that there was, yeah, there was yeah, talk yeah. of this happening right. when Clinton was still in office. Like uh, at the end of his term, right. they were giving reports about, oh – uh, Al Qaeda is planning some shit, yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is one of the things that we've heard buzzwise. Oh, okay, so it's very plausible to me that someone who had a friend, yeah, or yeah, was a yeah. friend in the government, right. who had talked about the possibility this could happen, and related that story, mm. and the writers heard about it, so it was online somewhere, yeah, or yeah, from yeah. just drinking with a buddy, right? And in turn, I'm like, oh, I'll make an interesting These, premise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's just control happened. or whatever, yeah. And then there's a bunch of like post 9-11 conspiracy theories that like oh those planes were remote controlled into the building or whatever yeah. which is all horseshit obviously I don't I fucking but, believe that shit I mean I don't believe it it's horseshit to a bunch it. of fucking Saudis flew planes into the buildings <laughs> but I mean, like, we should bring in Brian Gar and see if he wants it is, <laughs> oh is he into that shit no, I mean he thinks it's hilarious I think oh okay he's got that bit about <laughs> teaching the Elmo doll oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. controlled demolition but I mean I, yeah I don't believe any of that nonsense I really think this was I really think this might have been if, if anything just someone who was in the know about a possible thing that Travis right. might have For done sure. was just lead. talking about it, yeah. and then these guys through the cha- the phone system that is yeah, yeah 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 decided to write out. an episode around it. Well, let's talk about episode two because yeah. it is far less prophetic. Uh, there has been no <laughs> there have been no blind football leagues. This episode is so fucking dumb. Uh all right, so it opens with like this Japanese guy on his knees. He's been ki- he's been like kidnapped or something. He's tied up. Another Japanese guy comes in. They're talking in Japanese, and he's like, "You're going to tell me where your whaling boats are? Where people will take me seriously." He pulls out a, like a, a little sword. And he's like, "Let's go." People take me seriously. I cut your finger off. And then there's like, isn't by the way, isn't that sword? The sword he pulls out isn't the hair the hard carry sword, the sword where they samurai so pulls the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, the short, it's just like comically the or whatever. Yeah, small. I think they just picked it because it's hilarious. Like, because it looks small. tiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to cut his finger off with it, and then there's, like, you hear, like, you see a shadow through one of those, like, rice paper walls, and uh, 
you hear somebody like in like really guttural, dark, deep voice Japanese say like "Stop right there" or whatever. You punk, you're going down, and then the wall slides back, and it's Frohiki in like like kung fu gear, <laughs> right? And he comes giant in giant beer belly, giant beer belly with a belt under it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, and he starts karate fighting this Japanese guy with like. Full on wire effect fighting, like he's flying in the air. They're jump, they're smashing in the walls and shit. They straight like, off the kung fu scene from the Matrix. That's essentially what <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's funny is like watching it happen. It's like, oh, they're just doing wire kung fu in this show. It makes sense. The show's silly. They like having Frohiki be the action guy. It is then revealed that the rest of the team is behind the wall. They're working with the first Japanese, the Japanese guy he beat up to try to expose this guy's whaling operations. And he literally is just hung up by wires. <laughs> like in the, in the actuality universe of the show, they're just moving him around on a bunch of wires. That gag made me laugh, but it's like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and this episode proceeds to just get more ridiculous. So, so, so for me, like when this episode started, I sincerely thought, "Oh, this is a dream sequence where Froiki thinks he's a hero." Yeah, yeah. I had the same thought for a minute. This seems like he's going to snap out of a daydream. Yeah. I kept expecting Eve to show up yeah. in the dream, like they'd make out and then he'd wake up. You know what I mean? So kissing I a dog or something. Dogs looking at him when he wakes up. I'm honestly 100 percent with you. This is a scene. This is the scene that I loved from this episode. Yeah, because it was so ridiculous. I'm like, it's a dream sequence, and then I'm like, wait, what? What? What's going on? Because yeah. I thought Eve would show up too. Yeah, she hasn't shown up yet. This dream hasn't ended. He hasn't woken up. And then the end with the with the guy releases himself. Like, wait, I'll come with you. Yeah. I was cracking <laughs> yeah, up. I was yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'm yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. And he finds the wire and pulls the wall down on them. Yeah, I love. And this he had episode. like for like he had some weird like uh, thing that. He, like, he doesn't know Japanese. It was like a device that was changing his voice to make him speak Japanese with whatever they typed or whatever. Um, but then that just goes away. That's just like an yeah. opening little credits, pre-credit seat, cold open. Um, Everything about it, though, was is off for me. That was like I love this scene, but they're after a Japanese whaling Yeah, it doesn't group. make sense. I mean, I guess they're also like eco guys now I guess. as well. It doesn't, they, that, that's never really been set up, but that's, whatever. I, I, that was the thing for me, because I'm like, what, what, how is this a conspiracy? Does people not believe that there's whaling? whaling? And also, one, it's legal there, and two, why is he like, they're like, tell us where your boats are. I'm sure you could just find that out on, <laughs> I don't know, the internet. They're not hi- They're not hidden boats. Like. Those boats have GPSs. <laughs> yeah, 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 you could have yeah. just found them. Um... After the credits, we find out that the the lone gunmen are having money problems. They can't produce the newest ep- the newest issue because the guys won't. They're like, oh, they need to be paid before they let the paper out. They're just sitting on some dock. <laughs> Langley has come up with the idea of like the lone gunwoman of the week, which is like some chick in the fucking American flag bikini holding a gun for some <laughs> reason. Uh, and I do like how horny Frohickey is all the time because oh, they're like because Byers is like oh that's fucking terrible and she's she's like oh he's like oh she's amazing like, <laughs> and she's not amazing no. she's she's a kind of it's just bad kind of homely looking broad in a bikini. Um, what's her name? Eve shows up to give them a a, a a gig. There's no money to be had. She's like there was a murder. There's also we see a guy get there's a kid who's like. Top of the episode, he's golfing. Top of the episode, he's like he's like golfing off the side of a balcony. There's these laptops in the room, and then this guy comes in and and shoots him. 
it's nothing said. It's actually kind of an effective scene. Yeah. Because um, it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? So, like, I, uh, the second time I watched it, I got a better understanding of what's going on. Because the yeah. first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? What yeah. Just, yeah. What just happened? Yeah. The second I time like, I watched it, I realized, oh, because I watched that scene again because I was like, I yeah, must have missed something. Yeah, yeah. And if you look closely, he's he's formatting the machines. Oh, and I he's just that. very calmly golfing out there. Uh, you see him cry. He's got a tear in his eye while oh, he's I golfing. Oh, like, Going down his cheek, he's like kind of crying while he's golfing. And I was like, okay, something serious happening here. But I, I didn't notice the formatting. But I did kind of enjoy like the not like it. it, it the sort of mysteriousness of that scene yeah. worked for me. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, I'm in. I need to know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, it turns out I fucking don't need to know what's happening. <laughs> uh, no, because it just gets dumb. It gets dumb, and it's like really not a lot happening. Uh, so she shows up. Eve shows up and tells them, hey, uh, oh, you stole my chip, by the way. You cost me a lot of money or whatever. She's like, but I got a story for you. This guy was killed. You know him as Double quick, Bogey. Quick, quick, quick comment. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Just a quick, going back to how no one gets held responsible for anything. Yeah. Previous episode, they're super concerned that this company's building a processor for the modem built into it. Right. Which, coincidentally, uh, they already do that. They do that now. They couldn't uh-huh. do that back then. Yeah. They do that now, and it's actually real a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, top of this episode, she's like, you stole my chip. And they're like, yep. we, you mean the, the chip that belonged to us, which we returned to its rightful owner after writing our expose. And they like, gave it back to Optimal yeah, Four? they just gave it back to the company. Well, then what the fuck? I know, right? Okay, I missed that entirely, and I'm very mad now. I was uh-huh. like, who are you helping at this point? Yeah, yeah, they wrote their expose. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it made no uh, sense. All right, that makes me very angry. Um... She has this, she's like, this hacker, DB, double bogeys, big golf fan, was killed. Um, I don't know if they even address why she, like, no one goes to the police. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, she's like, don't you guys want to, like, what are we supposed to do about it? She's like, aren't you journalists? Don't you want the story? They go to his mom's house. It, there's a, this episode is so gag heavy and not effective gag heavy. They go to his like his mom's house to I don't know how they know where his fucking mom's is either. I'm sure it's hacked, but like whatever. You would, think, they, uh, you would think you would think the, the, the best hacker stuff. in the world would be a little more fucking discreet <laughs> about <laughs> his house and his mom, but not apparently not. Apparently, not, it's just on his Facebook. page. Not worried about his mom's. <laughs> yeah, uh, Facebook. Oh god, I love it. I got. What, I want to say something right in the middle of this too, Chris. Like, sure. I, god damn it, I can't remember what it was now. That was fine. She shows up and says, uh, "Yeah, he got murdered. Let's go find out what's going on here. You guys are journalists." And then they go out and they're out of gas. Yeah. So they have to steal, they have to hyphen, siphon a bunch of gas. That is a setup to what's going to happen in one of these gags. Uh, Langley has to siphon a bunch of gas. Uh, and they make him siphon like a little from a bunch of cars so nobody else was, Which is like, a, they're good guys, right? They're decent word. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's all nauseous and shit. They go to the mom's house. The mom's very adamant that the son does not sell drugs. He's never sold drugs. Uh, but they have like a, he's got this million dollar check they find from some company, which is where they trace to whatever. But it, while they're there, you're like, oh, this is my son's pride and joy. And it's a golf bag that was signed by like the Masters Tour or whatever. Uh, at which point, Frohicky or uh, Langley throws up in the bag, and they're like, go clean that up. Which it's, it's entirely autographed, right? So his way of cleaning it up is just to like, put it in the shower. First off, I feel he dumped all the puke in the bathtub, yeah, which is real <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Like, that's, like, the toilet's right there. That's where puke goes. Uh, and he turns on the shower and, like, proceeds to rub it down and wipe all the fucking autographs off the thing. 
Uh, this is one of those gags that's so poorly timed and done. It's, it was yeah, just and then like he comes back and like, oh no, what are we gonna do? And they're like trying to write, they're trying to re-autograph it, and he's like, Tiger, it's Tiger, not Tigger, you idiot. <laughs> uh, and then like the mom comes in and they run out and they leave her screaming. Yeah, yeah, screaming. Which yeah, they, they, the one thing the son had, they destroyed. God, this uh, is this is one recently of those... murdered son, right? Uh, and they steal his million dollar check. check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They steal his fucking check from a fucking <laughs> his his mom, the one family member he left alive. Uh, they also, do, I mean, they get that check. That whole scene, the puking in the bag, all of that is set up specifically for them to get that one little bit of information, which I feel like they could have done much quicker and with a funnier gag. Yeah, uh, they trace the company on the check back to. As some like the benefactor for some things, so they find the location where that that is, and that location they they come on. There's a bunch of football players, right? And there's this beeping, and then the football kind of lands near them, and they pick up the football, and it's, there's like a blinking light on it, and Froggy's like, "Oh, what do you make of this?" At which point, a bunch of football players tackle him, and they're like, it's like "Oh, fucking funny or whatever," <laughs> and they pick him up, and I go, like, "Oh, what are you blind?" And then they take off. Here's what I love: is their like how they display blindness. They all take off their helmets and immediately just start bumping into each other. Like, they take off their helmets and immediately they're just bumping into each other. And, oh, like what's that? What's that? They don't. I feel like they're 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 clearly adults. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. They're clearly adults. Like they would have learned like to just sort of stand still by now. There's no reason for four people to just be walking into oh, each other. God. A couple of them have dark sunglasses on under their helmet. Like it's just the goofiest shit. And it turns uh, out that there's a blind. There's a, they meet Jimmy Bond. Bond. Jimmy Bond is the fucking. I think the name of this episode. Uh, who's like starting a blind football league because he's like, oh, these kids have a right to fucking try. It's like we're going to be better than the NFL. We've got franchises popping up all over the country. Uh, oh god, everything. Everything about this was so dumb that I just was like, I can't. I don't understand what was the point here. They go to the blind gag well. Like a hundred times, uh. like literally, like there's there, there's a, a scene where two blind football players are like, "Hey, coach," and they they're gonna dump uh, Gatorade on them, but they dump it like four feet to his left, right? And they like they and they just they hit like so they do that, and then immediately they're like, "Yeah," and they go to high five, and they miss the high five. It's just like one on top of the other on top of the other of these fucking. Which, blind people falling over themselves gag. Anyone who goes back and watches this, watching the background, that missing the high five gag, it goes on over and over <laughs> again a lot. in the background. There's a lot it's of that. So silly. <laughs> it's really dumb. And it's not particularly funny. No. Like, it's it maybe once, like, the reveal was kind of funny, but then it's ten minutes of this fucking blind football gag that no one cares about. And then Jimmy Bond being a fucking idiot. Like, God. just a Fucking idiot, and and then they saddle the audience with him for the rest of the series. Yeah, apparently, I will. I like at the end of this episode, he's like, they, he shows up. He's like, ah, you guys fight for the underdog, and I want to help. And then it's like credits. Uh, and I was like, oh, please tell me he's not just on the show now. <laughs> he fucking is. Uh, so fucking Langley goes. I don't even understand it. So Langley like runs away. He's doing something while like they're talking to the blind guy. He goes. To DB's like dorm room or something, the hacker, the dead hacker's like dorm room or whatever, and where the Russian assassin shows up and he's like, "Hey, you had the second best hacker working for you. I'm the best hacker, so whatever he can do, I can do better." And he, he proceeds to hack like 
the Department of Defense to something or other, this bank, that, in like 20 minutes. He's like, oh, and I reset your clock, daylight savings time, <laughs> which I actually thought that guy was kind of funny. Uh, at which point he is kidnapped. He's duct taped, thrown in the trunk of a car. Eve has been watching him uh, and calls them, hey, your friend's just been kidnapped by these fucking Russian gangsters. Again, no, no police at this point. You don't want to call the cops. Your friend's been what? stuffed, been covered in duct tape and stuffed in the trunk of a car by, sure. by, in, while investigating a murder. You guys can just handle this. It's fine. <laughs> I guess the undercurrent is that this is the only excuse I can make for this. The undercurrent is that they don't trust the cops. Yeah, I guess. That's but the like, only undercurrent I could think of. But, but fucking, like, at some point you have to realize you're, like, you don't have guns. Yeah. And also, instead of sending in the cops, who do they send in? Jimmy fucking Bond, <laughs> the biggest idiot of them all. So they tell him, like, look, you've been – somehow they figure out that these Russians are using – they were using this hacker to steal money to raise money to buy a bunch of nerve gas to drop on some other Russian Which, by the way, I think they find out just because Eve tells them that. <laughs> I don't think they even discover that Yeah, yeah, yeah there's own. no hacking to do that. They just, yeah. They're just told. They're, they're, she's like, I've run into people like this before. Bella Minsk this or whatever. what they're doing. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. Okay, we believe you. That works. Uh, so they tell – and they were and they were setting Jimmy Bond up as a fall guy. He was – this company, POE, was supposed to be his anonymous benefactor. There is no company. He's the only name tied to any of this. So when the money comes up missing, he's the one going to take the fall. Uh, so they send Jimmy Bond in to like confront these Russians, and he's like, "I know you're setting me up. And you go back to Germany with." He's like, "You're going down, German man, or whatever." And he goes like, "But I'm not German." And he's like, "Well, then you're going up the river. <laughs> so fucking bad." Uh, uh, the way you do it cracks me up. <laughs> I'm watching him do it like, God damn it, this is so poorly written. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's horrific. And he's written, when I say he's a fucking idiot, he's written like a goof, like a like a airhead dum-dum. Like, yeah. he's, he, he's like, he doesn't, he fucks up phrases, like that one, like you're going down, you're going up. Like, he, he's just a complete, idiot. like he's he's borderline retarded. So I, 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 I want to, like, for me, this is another scene where, Dude just hacks into Department of Defense in a bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet they sit around being poor and like not being able to find conspiracy information. Yeah, yeah. Or have a thousand dollars to get yeah. their fucking newspapers they off have, the dock or whatever. They have no problem siphoning a gallon of gas from ten different cars. They couldn't siphon a dollar or a it's couple a lot, million yeah, dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of, from these corporations right, that they right, think right, are ruining right, the right. world. And then Jimmy is an idiot. Who who are you supposed to root for in this show? <laughs> Valid point. Uh, I'm still rooting for Frohickey because I stand by the fact that he's the best and will I continue to be the best. Out of all uh, of them, he is the best. Yeah, but yeah. like even as a, as an audience member, like if you're trying to build an audience for a show and you sit down demographic and go, all right, I want people to find the show appealing who don't know anything about these characters. Right. Who are they supposed to fall in love with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jocks are watching a jock who's just an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nerds are watching nerds who are kind of unlovable and hateful. (laughs) And who are we rooting for? Well, truth, justice, in the American way. I'm still rooting for alone. I'm still still on the side of alone coming. Uh, So he goes in. You just love these characters already. I really, I I mean, I I think it's the x I think, like, like, knowing these characters, I have a soft spot for them. That being said, this episode stinks. It's fucking garbage. (laughs) Um... So he gets so so Jimmy Bond gets knocked out when he confronts them. He's thrown into a room next to fucking. I actually like this gag very much as well, where he's like, "Hey, is that you, Langley? Your friend sent me in something for you, but I don't think it can fit under his door." He's like, "Hold on, I just had an idea." 
and then he just fucking punches through the door. <laughs> that oh, gag that made me laugh good. because, like, yeah, that's the idea an idiot would have. <laughs> like, I'll just punch a hole in this thing that can fit this oh, thing God. through. Uh, but then it's another bit of him, like, trying to use words he doesn't know. And he's like, oh, that's a modem minimum. And he's like, eh, modem, you idiot. <laughs> like, so Langley has been forced to to siphon $50 million from some tech trading, like, online trading company or whatever so that they can use it to finance this nerve gas attack. Uh, Eve bankrupts the country that they work for yeah so if apparently she's in the truck p- making it look like langley is, is stealing all this money but he's not really but he's not and he doesn't even realize it even though he's yeah. one of the best he's actors. the best actor in the fucking world it's really annoying to me. <laughs> yeah it's really annoying um and then meanwhile she siphons all the money from the country right she steals all the money from the country uh and and dis- like and disappears they get him out which, get Langley way, out. I actually I dug this gag. I thought it was funny. Where he's like, jump. And he's like, what are you kidding? And he's like, I, I jumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that far. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that gag, too. Uh, they run away. They get him out. They kind of explain to Langley what was happening. Uh, and apparently we're supposed to believe that they, they're no longer capable of gassing these people because... Eve bankrupted their company. Yeah, no so one calls that's anybody. The, no one calls the government. No one tells it. Like, I feel like if you if you're set on nerve gas attacking a, <laughs> a city, you're gonna find another way to do it. Yeah, Maybe morning. report those people to someone in charge. Like, I get that you're anti-government, you're conspiratorial, you're scared of these people, but you have to be smart enough to realize that bad people exist in the world, and someone has to be in charge of locking them the fuck up. And maybe our government is the like. A government. Someone. Report it to the government of Bellaminsk or whoever the fuck's about to get nerve-gassed. Tell goddamn somebody. Nope, they just oh, drive man. the fuck away. She made. She has a country's worth of money now because she stole all that country's money and took it to an untraceable bank account. And I guess their attitude is like, this is, again, no one's going to come for them. Like, these, these murderers are not going to go. Yeah. They just ripped us off. They Also, they killed a man. Right? Call the cops. <laughs> You just left them in that mansion. It doesn't make any – there's no st- – there's stakes with no comeuppance. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. It's, it's, it's just poor writing. It doesn't make any sense. And Which is from so- a show that – I mean, it's Vince Gilligan right? Yeah. Was, half, was a writer. It's like, got such a good pedigree. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. Uh, Langley eventually returns the check to the mom and is like ah, – they're like, ah, oh, you did good, kid. The fucking shit have taken in the first place. You robbed that woman. You stole a million dollars from that woman. Now you're patting yourself on the back for not cashing the check, which also you couldn't cash anyway without fake IDs and shit would just make uh, you a goddamn criminal. Uh, their get their God. fucking thing runs out of gas again. They have to push it back to their dock hideout lair or whatever. When they get there, they're like, oh, our newspapers are here. What happened? Who? How did that happen? And I was like, oh, Eve paid for i was like they're they're bitching about not having any money i'm like well, maybe get some of that country's net worth that she stole i'm sure she'll give you a little bit it wasn't it, wasn't it was her. it was jimmy bond. <laughs> jimmy bond jimmy bond shows up and he's like hey guys he's sitting there and he's like i want to help you guys fight for the underdog i like underdogs i want a part of what you do he's, he's, he rich which, kid bought his way into their group the fucking van <laughs> that ran out of gas rolls past them and then off screen crashes into something and then credits that's how this episode ends and i i was oh, man. genuinely just mad at it like this episode I, I again i laughed a couple times uh and i'm not like you i still like these characters but i did not like this episode. so like so I, one bit i'm gonna say uh 
I, I was I was less mad at this episode than I am at the next episode. Okay, which I haven't seen yet, so let's we'll yeah, save we'll, that for the next talk. But I will say that there's a gag at the top of this episode that I feel like it just carries on. Whoever wrote this is just a big fan of Frohiki's butt. Remember, like at the beginning, <laughs> Frohiki's bounces back and takes out the Japanese. Dude yeah, he that. does. He does swing because like he's trying to run away, but he forgets he's connected to the wires in the kung fu scene, and then he just swings back and ass bumps the guy in the face that knocks him out. This is like the main gag for the next episode. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to watch that. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, when is this going to come out? Next this will week? come out on Thursday. Oh, sweet. Yeah, if you guys, uh, November 11th is my album recording. and then um, Nice. I'll if you're be... in Austin at Cap City, November yeah, 11th, definitely go to that. It's a Wednesday, Veterans Day. Can't forget it. And then I'll be at the Valve. Oh, and I'm doing Sure Thing next Saturday, 7th. The 7th. Nice. Uh, if you're listening to this in Austin, come to The Sting this coming Wednesday, November 4th at King B. It's a fucking super good lineup. We got Mike McRae, who's a fucking beast. Oh, uh, Jake Flores is back in town, so he's going to do a set. Katie Stone, Ben Sherlock's going to be a good show. Uh, I am... Oh, I still can't talk about that. Hey, West Coast, I'm coming to you for some cool shit in the beginning of the year, but I, I'll tell you when I can. Uh, otherwise, you find us on Twitter. Oh, I want to ask you guys a question. I know everything we do is always on YouTube or Netflix or whatever, uh, my buddy Jake Flores, tremendous comic. You should get his album, Humors. It's very, very funny. He wants to do Cowboy Bebop, which I would like to do with him, but it's not on YouTube. They've pulled it off. You'd have to buy it or torrent it. Listeners, tweet at me and let me know if you'd be willing to do that because I don't want to force people to listen to a show they can't watch, but if you're willing to fucking go steal it, which I'm going to... Uh, no, uh, uh, unless anyone's listening, I'm definitely not stealing. I will pay a dollar ninety nine on fucking Hulu or whatever. Uh, that being said, let me know if you're down for that. Tweet at me or whatever, and uh, we will see you next week. Yeah.